Hey everyone, welcome back to another bonus episode of The Balanced Life with Kaylee. I want to again thank you for tuning in. It means so much to me. I want to do something a little bit special for you guys this episode. So I'm going to include just a tad bit of Bold and the Beautiful. That's right, I started back watching this week. But I do have to ask that you all send me a little bit more grace. I just started a new job, so I'm a bit behind on all three, GH, YNR, and Bold and the Beautiful. But I still just want to take this time to just talk with y'all about what I've seen so far and just give my perspective on things and again always feel free to tweet me on twitter twitter name is at the balanced life and i would love to have a discussion about any of the shows that you watch so last week i started with young and the restless so this week i'm going to be fair and i'm going to flip it and start with general hospital and then we'll shift into young and the restless and bald and beautiful all right so let's start out with gh so valentine in brooklyn so from what i've seen they are now partners in crime. She's keeping hush-hush about his plan to take over EOQ in exchange for his help making her a superstar. So he's going to help her with her music. And I recently saw that he now has her as, what, the voice of deception? You know, I'm not I'm not hating on the duo. I kind of like Valentina and Brooklyn working together. But Brooklyn is just so, like, nothing has been endearing about her since she first appeared on canvas again. Like, I have not seen her purpose or her reason and I just feel it's really wrong for her to turn her back on the quartermains like of course the quartermains fight they're shicey that's the quartermain way but just to totally turn your back on your family and not tell them about Valentine trying to take over just to you know for yourself your own selfish needs to elevate musically like that's just not good to me and it's just so hypocritical because here she is taking up from Michael right with um what's her name Sasha and punching Sasha in the face you're talking about oh how you did my cousin this that and the third but you don't care about the company that you know your grandparents built you know so it's just hypocritical and I'm just not a fan of Brooklyn I'm really not and I'm trying to be but no I'm just not but the alliance between them two I'm kind of excited about that and to see where it goes but another thing I'm kind of excited about in relation to Valentine so let me tell you at first I hated Valentine and I think there's like a slightly biased reason why I'm now I'm now on Valentine's side but we're not going to talk about that but I'm totally on his side right now and you know I'm kind of wondering if something will happen between him and Sasha like they're being thrown together with this deception thing like and of course y'all know I'm behind so something has happened I mean here go my spidey senses you know telepathic clairvoyance but if there hasn't like nothing's already happened between them I feel like it might just them being thrown together with him being the not so silent business partner and deception and just he keep checking on her like in the midst of her breakup with Michael like I just sense some kind of connection, a little bit of chemistry, and I might be alone, but I would actually kind of like to see Valentine and Sasha go there and just think about the soapy drama that would create if Nina found out about Valentine and Sasha being together just when her heart is like thawing towards both of them. It would be good soapy drama, you know? So yeah, let's talk about Sunny and the Mike decision. So, of course, you know, Mike is deteriorating horribly. And then he saw that Yvonne was in the hospital and on ventilators because of the things went wrong, complications from the feeding tube. And just in the end, Sunny was struggling so much with the decision about what to do with Mike. And he had this dream that Mike was better and he thought he was doing the right thing. It, this is such a complex decision just on the show but just also it's a real life thing it's such a complex decision and I just want to say that Maurice Bernard is hitting it out of the park in this and so is Max Gale 
I mean, they are phenomenal with this storyline, and that's, it's like, I don't want to keep seeing Mike suffer, and so, of course, like, I'm ready for it to end in that sense, but in terms of what the actors are bringing and this great storyline, because right now, it's what has been glued to GH, you know, it's been very well told, very well acted, like I've said a thousand times, but it also highlights real things, and it's like, I'm going to look at Sonny's perspective for a minute, so I get it, like, you're, this is your father, you don't want to give up on him, and you know, there's always, like, we see miracles happen every day, and you just don't want to give up just in case that one thing can happen, or you feel like you gave up too soon, you know, there's always that thing, so just for me, I'm going to share a personal story with you all, so my beloved dog, his name is Prince, and I had him since I was nine years old, recently he became sick, and I was advised to put him down, and it was just a hard decision, and you know, dogs, why I love them so much, they're very sensible creatures, they're very in tune, and they're very loving, my dog saw my tears, he saw me breaking down and literally collapsing to the floor at the thought of losing him, and he fought, and he and he fought for a while, and he got better, I mean, just turned around sometimes faster and better in different ways than he, you know, was before, but eventually, his illness, he had kidney failure, caught up with him, and the decision came. My baby, just like Mike, my baby, he stopped eating. And I had, I mean, they told me when they stopped eating, like, that's, that's the time. Um, and there were other things that were happening, but I was watching my baby not eat right before me. And I had to make that call. And it was agonizing because I'm just like, well, my dog's gotten better. Like, just saw how Sunny saw glimmers of Mike getting better, you know. And I was like, my dog's done it twice. He's gotten better. Like, maybe he can do it again. Maybe I'm just giving up too soon. But he was tired, just like Mike is tired. And they fought. And it just really is at a point where they were so surprised that he's alive. I mean, eating even beforehand when I first, like, just in the midst of it all and they fight but they hold on for the love the love of you and i believe Liz was right when she said that you know elizabeth said that mike was holding on for sunny and the love and the family and i think my baby he fought so hard to come back for how he did for us for me his love for me and the family but ultimately like, his body was tired and he couldn't fight anymore he had the toughest spirit but ultimately it was time and i made that decision and it breaks my heart and you can probably tell the change in my voice and my perspective right now but I've been in Sunny's shoes of course it's related to a dog but dogs are family too but it's very difficult and it's that selfish part of you. you don't want to lose them you want that life with them but again they're just existing my baby was just laying there he wasn't fully cognizant he hadn't eaten for a few days about the time I made the decision and it was the right thing it hurts it's painful it's not something I'm healed from the way that he deteriorated that's not something I've healed from but ultimately, you have to think of the other person. And that's what Sonny did. He had to put aside how he felt in his emotions and make that choice. Like, you you know, you have to decide to let them go. But one thing that I've learned is that you might let them go in this physical realm, but they do exist and they're still tied to you spiritually. My baby is still in my heart. And I don't know how spiritual everyone is, but I know that he's visited me um, since his passing. But, yeah, so... I mean, I just really love this storyline because it's just so relatable, and, I mean, it's a hard decision to make, you know, letting go of a loved one, especially, like, you know, especially, like, a parent, that's just such a hard thing to do, how do you decide to end life with a person that gave you life, you know, but, I mean, again, this is where the power of soap operas, the power of storytelling comes into play, and it's just, you know, 
amazing. But we also see other storylines and decisions. Like, it, GH hit us so much over the head that something was going to happen to Jason. Like, I mean, just the decision of the power returning, him giving that to Carly, and I'll get to that in a minute. And just, you know, just the hitting over the head about how he would feel or Carly saying, but nothing's going to happen to you. Like, you know, just how soap operas do, you know, like the red flags or whatever, the red hairs you want to call them. Or no, those are when it's fake. But, you know, like just like the boom, the, the foreshadowing, you know. So I just want to speak on that really quick. So I'm just now seeing the part where he assigns the power of attorney to Carly and Sam's okay with it because she doesn't want that agonizing decision to be made. And it's like, yeah, I think Jason spared her for that reason. But I also think it's the same thing, you know, that Christina said in that fight. Carly and Sunny are always going to come first. And I think that also factored into Jason's decision to give Carly the power of attorney. That's his best friend. His ride or die, you know, more so than Sam. And I think that's why she got so mad at Christina because Christina hit. She touched a nerve because she knows, right, that Carly's going to come first. And again, like I said, I think that plays a part. But I also, I get, like, you know, Sam also accepting it because who would want to do that to live their life? You know, again, these agonizing decisions that are very real. Let me talk really briefly about Sam's replacement. No actor bashing anything like that, but I miss Kelly Monaco. Um, something special about her, and I do miss her in the role with the temporary recast. Um, no shade, the actress is doing a great job, though, and I will say that while I miss Kelly Monaco and, you know, Lindsay Hartley is not the same, she's doing a really good job. She's bringing more life to it and just being really animated and just bringing kind of that freshness so i do appreciate that element but let me talk really quickly about jason like the whole accident setup scene like of course it's not going to be super realistic you're not going to see like jason's skin torn off or things like that that happen in real motorcycle accidents but the fact that the the motorcycle was just like gently placed against the guardrail that was only like two feet long of a guardrail <laughs> i know i'm being like exaggerating here but you know it's a very short guardrail you saw like grass everywhere else and it was just gently placed and jason was just laying there which is like a little black mark across his face but just so posed up like it should have been more realistic and i think that's why sometimes people don't take soap seriously because of things like this you know like it could have been more realistic at least Jason could have, like, crunched over or something in bushes and maybe, like, his shirt torn in an area and a part of his, like, pants, like, you know, ripped at the bottom. Like, just a little bit of more, you know, realism here. I know we have to dis suspend disbelief in soaps, but come on. That could have been staged a lot better, especially for him to be unconscious and for his power of attorney and making it this big thing and this big storyline, you know? So I just feel like they could have done better with that, but I get it. You know, I'm not sure if this was, like, a scene that was filmed pre-COVID. Because, I mean, Curtis did touch Jason. So, you know, it might have been pre-COVID, which would actually make it a little bit worse. Because you could have had more of the resources and the time to develop and flesh out this scene a little bit more. So, that's just a critique I have. And, again, all my critiques come from love. I love this so far. I've watched it since I was a little girl in elementary school. And now I am in my late 20s. So, it comes from a place of love and just wanting it to be the best that it can be. In terms of Michael and Willow, um, so right now I'm seeing them, you know, the custody battle um, going on, and I think the decision's about to be made. But I just want to say, I like in the beginning, I actually wanted Michael, Michael and Willow together. I did. I thought they had great chemistry. But then when Chase came along, it shifted for me. Like I think they're called Chillo. That's their switch name. I do prefer Chase and Willow. There's a real love story there. 
I think the actor and actress, they shine together. And I'm just ready for them to be back together. You know, it's just, I mean, if you wanted to go the Michael Wheeler route, you should have did that at the beginning where they were bonding over loss of children. Not now, not after we've seen Chase and Willow. And I love the actor who plays Chase, so there's my little tidbit on that. Let's talk about Cyrus Renault really quick. I like Cyrus because he's just planning these people's faces. Like, he's just popping up everywhere, getting in people's faces, and just goading them. And you need, like, that real soap villain, that real soap villain that just doesn't care. And Cyrus Renault, he just doesn't care, and I love it. I love it, and I think he's a formidable foe for Sonny and Jason, and I think that's also something we need. We need to feel like maybe this time they'll lose, you know? Like, just a quick aside to, like, Young and the Restless, like, you know, it's always, like, you know, Victor is going to win over Jack. Like, I want, and like I mentioned earlier with knowing how Nina's testimony was going to go with GH, they did it brilliantly because you didn't know whose side she was going to be on, and then you saw whose side she was on ultimately. I want that. I want, sometimes it gets a little stale with soaps. I want to not know the way it's headed, you know? So I would love to really question, is Sonny going to be down? We know he won't be down for long, but will he be down for a good bit this time? You know, something of that nature. So I'm a fan of it. Um, Ned and Olivia, I mean, just, you know, she mentioned she felt neglected. And really when I think about it, I mean, power has been their main story when they've been more on the focus of the show. I mean, from the election and him being mayor and now trying to take over EOQ. I mean, I can see the whole neglection standpoint and Ned being, you know, power hungry and neglecting his wife. I mean, I'd find them a cute couple. So, you know, there's that. So that wraps up my thoughts on GH. And now I'm going to turn over to Young and the Restless. So what I've seen from Young and the Restless, I actually don't have many notes, and I think, again, that speaks to what I was saying, that Young and the Restless is a little bit stale right now, and I mean, again, I'm behind, so, you know, I'm sipping on, like, stale soap tea, but, you know, um, Elena and Nate, they have a lot of scenes together, and, again, like I said, like, I love Brittany and Brighton, and I love their real-life love, I love the black love between them, I love their relationship, and I think they're cute on screen together, but I feel if Nate's going to spark with anybody, I feel the spark is with Elena. I mean, I'm not really sold again on Nate being a love interest for anybody. But if he is, there's more sparks with Elena. And again, you could get good soapy drama with that. I think before Michelle Morgan um, originally left and she was still Hillary, I think they were going to go that soapy route. She was getting back with Devon, but she kept clashing with Nate. Remember when she would show up when he was staying in Neil, you know, rest in peace, Christoph St. John, we miss you, um, when he was staying in Neil's penthouse across from Devon and Hillary's place. You know, there was that kind of hinting at chemistry, you know, and it was the old Nate in the role. And I thought it would be kind of good to bring that back that you were going to play on before. So, again, I kind of feel more of Elena and Nate. I want to see them delve more into um, Amanda's past. Like, she was sitting with Devon, and they were discussing their history, you know, growing up in foster homes and the struggle that they face and why they're so happy for New Hope. I think that's the name of the clinic and just the work that they're doing. I just really want them to flesh out Amanda's past. And Michelle Morgan in her Instagram Live with... Um, was Brighton said that she was worried that Amanda would come across as boring and just kind of one note because she's so different from Hillary and she is and I'm fine with her not being Hillary even though I was such a Hillary fan stan whatever you want to call it I'm fine with her not being Hillary I'm fine with her being Amanda Sinclair but just give her a little bit more oomph a little bit more to do I feel like she's going to get boring if she stays with Nate she needs that fire and that spunk that that spark that she has with Billy so I'm teaming Billy all the way and I think I'm going to say that every single episode but it's true, but I also, one thing I want on soap operas is people to stand apart and alone from their relationships. I want them to have a storyline and, you know, depth of their own. So I want to delve more into Amanda's storyline. Give Michelle Morgan, the beautiful, talented actress, more to do. Give her that meat. 
So talk about Adam running like the main storyline. Let's talk about Adam running to Sharon. Like just that bond that they have. It's interesting because I'm a Nick and Sharon fan, but I can still acknowledge that Adam and Sharon they've had such a great like no let me not great history. Let me scratch that, scratch that, but just great chemistry. And I think Chelsea, you know, she has that jealousy still. But for me, I do feel like Chelsea is the love of Adam's life. But it was interesting that he just went running to Sharon. But it makes sense, you know, their history and the therapy and things of that nature. And while I say that Chelsea is the love of Adam, like, yeah, Chelsea is the love of Adam's life. And I want to say that Adam is the love of Chelsea's life. But I really hate, and I'm still going to stand by that, I hate how they had Chelsea acting towards Adam when she first arrived back on the scene how she was just so up Nick's behind and so obsessed with Nick and just was treating Adam like dirt like I didn't like that for me and it kind of tarnished Chatham a little bit for me I think that's a squish name so I mean it's just different this time around usually I adore Adam and Chelsea but you know it's just different from the way she acted it just really ruined it for me like I'm glad they're together but it's just not the same you know sometimes you do a little bit too much angst and you do a little bit too much to create media storyline, and you just kind of ruin things. So I think there's just something like a, a line that soap operas have to find that delicate balance with. And hey, I'm the balance life with Kaylee. Tell them to like hit me up for tips on writing. I know all about balance. I'm a Libra. It's the name of my show. <laughs> so anyways, yeah. Speaking of Nick, though, why I love Nick and Sharon, Nick on his own gets on my nerves. I'm so tired of his caveman mentality and beating his chest and demanding and telling people what they should do when his own life isn't together. And to call a Cardi B song, like, she said, the people who talk the most stuff are the people whose stuff is not together, meaning those who have so much to say are the ones who do not have their lives together. And I find that so true. And I mean, not just in soap opera land, but just in real life. Um, I'm interested to see where this Victoria and Jack plan went. From where I've seen so far, I don't know what the plan is or what her proposal was to Jack, but I'm excited to see it, and then when I do, I'm excited to bring it and discuss it on the show. Lastly, I want to comment on Tessa and Mariah. Honestly, it's like I was rooting for them when they first got together, even though she was dating Noah. I was still rooting for Tessa and Mariah, but just after all of the scheming and lying that Tessa did and then the cheating that Mariah did, they're just kind of ruined for me. They were never really given a fair chance to be a healthy, viable couple for me. Like, again, they had chemistry, and I loved them in the beginning, but, I mean, it's just too much to me. So now when I see them, it's like their interaction, their love, it comes across as fake, and I'm just I'm just not feeling it, you know? All right, so now I'm going to shift to Bolt and the Beautiful. So upon my return, again, I haven't watched Bolt and the Beautiful since Steffi was pregnant with Baby Kelly. I think that's her name. So, you know, it's been like at least a year, two, if not more, since I've watched. So, I come back to see Brady just divorced from Brooke and is married to Shauna. And I have been keeping tabs on my soap form, so I know a little bit what's going on. So, let me speak to that. You know, I really used to love Brooke and Ridge and saw them as Destiny. <laughs> yeah, I know the whole Destiny thing, right? But now... I actually just want to see them apart. I want to see Brooke alone. Brooke is, like, people, someone on Facebook called, like, if you know about the Will Smith, Jada Pickett, August Alcina drama, and the whole, like, new coin of the term entanglement, they call, like, if you don't know about that drama, look into it, but they call Brooke the original entangler and the queen of entanglements, and it's so true. Um, I mean, she just dated everybody in the family, out of the family, just, yeah, queen of messy relationships. I want to see Brooke just stand on her own as a woman and just I want to see the transformation of Brooke she's always I like I saw like a clip promo of her in lingerie again and it's like I want to see Brooke 
as a woman, as a maturing woman, learning to stand on her own two feet. I want to see her character fleshed out more beyond the slip from the valley, beyond the lingerie wearing, you know, book chasing Ridge Destiny thing. I just want to see her solo, just like I said for Nick. Like, those are both two sex-crazed characters. I just want to see them aside from that. I want to see individuality, personal development, growth, that type of thing. So I want them apart. I mean, before all the scheming and plotting, I was kind of like wanting to see Ridge and, like, Shauna together. But honestly, my heart still desires seeing Ridge with Quinn, and I'm not giving up. Like, I think they have the most chemistry, and I've been rooting for Quizzit. It would be Quidge, their squish name, since they started. I really want to see Ridge with Quinn. I'm sorry. Like, I mean, Eric will be used to it. Ridge took book from him. He'll be fine. <laughs> like, I just want to see Ridge with Quinn. That's where the real fire is at. That can be a great storyline. Yeah. So, just something that I'm gathering. I guess something happened with Steffi. Maybe an accident and she's in pain. And here comes Thomas about to introduce her into healthy habits. Like, yeah, if you're in pain, you should take medicine. But when advice is coming from Thomas, that means it's going to lead in the wrong direction. Um, but I did want to tune back in to Bold and Beautiful because Steffi's my girl. I'm team Steffi all the way. I used to be a Hope fan when Steffi was, like, initially messing with her. Like, when the whole Logan thing, I think she took out the P and the E. Um, during a fashion show, so it's a whole Logan on the screen. I wasn't a Steffi fan then, but later on, I grew to love her. But yeah, she's my girl, and I'm excited to see that they hired someone to be her new love interest. And I'm excited to see the new Zenday and where that goes from here. So, yeah, Bold and Beautiful has my attention for now. Hopefully, they can keep it, and I won't have to tune out for another two years. Anyway, I really hope you all have enjoyed this Sunday soap talk with me. I love you all. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode, and I promise there will be more to come. I hope you all enjoy the rest of your Sunday evening, or if you're listening to this another day, whatever evening it is for you, I hope you enjoy it. I hope you are doing well. I hope you are staying safe. Keep tuning in, and bye.